the mark of ministry today in the weekly kingdom outlook let's go Hey folks, Apostle Lewis here with you, and so glad to be with you. Um, I'm going to talk about something that was uh, mentioned to me, you know, and, and and it's hard for people to explain this. I have a very wonderful Apostle uh, friend that just really built, <coughs> excuse me, relationship with. We're building it. Um, but let me get, get to this before I get, because I know I'll forget. Go to lewisdcanada.com. And you can uh, become a partner with us. Go to thegatechurch.locals.com and get on our other site, uh, which is a kind of a social media site uh, where you can support us and stuff like that. But it's a free side. By the way, you go on my website, you can get a lot of free stuff. Um, got some things coming up. Uh, in Jacksonville, we have Todd Bentley with us January 21st to 23rd. I will be in uh, Oklahoma on, uh, let's see, March 31st through April 3rd doing a School of the Prophets out there with Apostle Marvin. Uh, he's asked me to come out there and, uh, you know, you know, help the churches with the prophetic. And um, I'm going to go out there and do that. So that's going to be a fun trip coming up. I have a lot of trips coming up. Rochester, New York with Todd. Um New Jersey with Todd. These are places that are part of the Kingdom Revival Alliance. Todd wants me to at least be there with him on some of these. So I'm going to need your support uh, financially. I don't get paid for these. Um, and I'm stepping into this. I'm asking, uh, you know, if you want to partner with us, I appreciate that. Go to my website. Uh, go to give or donate, I think it is. And there's a bunch of different ways to give. If you want to become a partner and you become a partner for $25 and above. By the way, you get all the GSS schools. You get almost everything on my website. You get access to immediately. It's such a great deal. It's my gift to you for being a partner. I always believe that we sow in spiritually, we reap uh, financially. Paul talks about this. If we're reaping, uh, you know, if you're reaping from spiritually, shouldn't they have a right to your earthly assets? In other words, shouldn't you give back into that? Uh, since they're actually giving the greater weighty stuff, which is the spiritual um, blessings of those things. So, um, so do that. It really does help. And uh, you know, my goal would be that all this expense is just covered. Then, if I do get an offering. God bless me, you know, but uh, I would at least like to make sure that all expenses are covered when I travel. It does pile up at times. All right. So I want to read to you this because this is an unusual um, um, talk about, you know, Marvin asked me this question. It was such a good question. He says, I don't fully understand it. He goes, maybe you understand it. And he says, the, the marks of the ministry. And, you know, the apostolic ministry is a peculiar one. And every apostle I know has these marks, has, has suffered, has... Well, I'm going to start with this scripture, then we're going to jump on to another place. But um, first, I mean, Colossians 1.24 says this, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. I fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. You know, we are afflicted as apostles we don't always 
Like other people get the breakthrough, we're still pressing in, we're still suffering. Yet we go and pray for people and they get the breakthrough. And you go, why is this? Um, and it's just part of the ministry. That's why I tell people, don't don't desire to be an apostle if you're not called to be, because you might not have the grace for what is required in that. So I'm going to read to you out of Second uh, Corinthians six, and I've just been doing a lot more uh, reading of the Word this week, and I'm trying to get really, really absorbed in it. Um, and the reason being is that sometimes when I'm on the road, I don't have that time to do that. Um, you know, you're always busy. And I just want to slow myself down this week and get back into the depth of God's word. And I've been reading this for about two days and haven't come out of it yet. So I want you to just read this. We're just going to read the first 10 verses together and break it down a little bit. And I want you to hear this. We then, talking about, um, you understand what Paul is talking about is um, the ministers. Okay, this goes back to... Um, um, chapter 3 of this book where he's talking about the apostles in Christ and he's talking about his team and he's talking to the Corinthian church. Man, the Corinthian church has a real big problem. First, chat, The first book is they're very carnal. They're creating divisions. And now you have people are coming into Paul's, you know, Paul's team, let's say Paul's uh, church that he's raised up and they're saying well you know Paul's on the road we're really we'll be your apostles and they're trying to assume roles in there and and Paul is addressing this okay and then he says this we as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain for he says in an acceptable time I have heard you and in a day of salvation I have helped you Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. He's saying, look, he said that way back then, but now is. That was Isaiah 49. Now, he's saying, this is what Isaiah was talking This is the time. It's the time of the new covenant. It's the time of salvation. It's the time where Jesus has been resurrected. And Isaiah was prophesying into this era, this um. Uh, epic um, uh, covenant. This is the time. He says, Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no offense in anything. Doesn't mean, what he's saying is, look, we don't, we're not sinning in this. We don't give sin to this. We don't, we're not, we're living our lives rightly. That our ministry may not be blamed. That doesn't mean you're not going to offend people. Let me just tell you, if you preach the truth, you will offend people. It's just the way it is. And I think sometimes we're worried about offending people. Uh, and that's unfortunate. Okay? But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God. In much patience. Listen to what they have to go through. Patience, endurance, in tribulations, in tumults, in labors, in sleepiness, and in fastings. You know, just last night I told the Lord, you know, when I come off the road, I need some rest, and, and I do take some rest. And I told the Lord last night, wake me up if you want. So he did. And I was reading this again last night. I was just sitting here early in the morning and praying this. And I went back to bed, you know. But we're sometimes, we're sometimes in sleepiness and in fastings by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by Holy Spirit, by sincere love. Listen to all the things 
that Paul is mentioning that the grace of God is brought onto his life by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true. In other words, they, they, they were accusing them of being deceivers and everything, but they were true. Listen, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold, we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. You know, this is like the role of apostleship. And it's, you know, and if, you know, you look at Bill and you look at Bill in his later days, but that wasn't always Bill's, you know, Bill wasn't always, but Bill still has the marks of his apostleship, marks of his ministry. There are things Bill has suffered. There's things I know that Randy, my spiritual father, had suffered. He was a man who suffered, but always was halaling God all over the earth and made it famous all over the earth, the halal praise of God. But he was sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. I, that, when I read that, I said, man, that was Randy. That was my spiritual father. It's what he taught me, that even in suffering, we got to praise him. Even in our worst day, we got to get up and praise him. It doesn't matter because we praise him according to his excellent greatness. That's what Randy taught me. That's how, that's how I learned. And even though you might not know Randy's name, he was well known by God. <laughs> as dying, behold, he lived. As chastened and yet not killed. In other words, we endure the chastening of the Lord. We endure it in our life. As, you know, it's, it's, and as poor, as not really having a lot of wealth, we're making everyone else rich. We're giving words. We're getting blessed. We're getting finances. We're getting breakthrough. And yet we're sitting there sometimes in that hard place. It's, 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 um, it's not always an easy life of the apostle. You know, it's not always um an easy here's here's another here's another place where Paul mentions it in chapter 11 of this book verse 22 are they hebrews so am i are they israelites so am i are they seed of abraham so am i are they ministers of christ i speak as a fool i am more in labors more abundant in stripes above measure in prisons more frequently in deaths often from the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils water, of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness, in toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. Paul's like saying that, upon all this, I have such a deep concern and burden for the churches. I mean, this is, uh, here's the problem a lot of times with modern day apostles. They demand to be blessed. 
They demand to be prosperous. They demand to have abundance. And they anything that looks hard, they avoid. And um, they, they exalt themselves. They lift up themselves. They want to be well-known by all the people. They want to be rich. They want, to, they want everyone to give into their bosom, you know, kind of thing. It's, it's, not, it's not the life for everyone. Can I say that? Okay. Can I, can I, can I really just say that? That um, this is not um, a life that you should take upon yourself and that you should demand upon yourself um, because um, it's, it's, um, if the grace isn't there, um, <clears throat> listen, listen to Paul. Listen to Paul again. First Corinthians nine, verse one. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I am not an apostle to others, yet doubtless I am to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship. In the Lord. My defense to those who examine me is this. Do we have no right to eat and drink? Do we have no right to take along a believing wife, as do also the other apostles, the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? In other words, James, John, or James, Jude, and uh, Peter were all married. <clears> There's <throat> only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working. Whoever goes to war at his own expense? Who? Whoever goes to war at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat of its fruit? Who tends a flock and does not drink of the milk of the flock? Do I say these things as mere uh, man? Or does not the law say the same? What is written of the law of Moses? You should not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Is it oxen God is concerned with? Or does he not say altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he who plows should plow in hope, and he who threshes in hope should be partaker of this hope. If we have sown spiritual things for you, is it not a great thing if we reap your material things? In other words, look, this is what we were talking about before, about giving. And even though this was not my point today, but Paul makes the point that if we sow spiritually, is it really odd that you should share your material blessing with us? <clears throat> you know, we've the church has gone into such a habit of everything's free, you know, that they forgot to give. <clears throat> if others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not used this right. But endure all things lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. In other words, Paul says, hey, we could have demanded this. We didn't demand it. We came free. We came to bring you the gospel because we didn't want to stop preaching. We didn't want to let the lack of funds stop us from coming. So we labored. We did what we had to do to keep coming. It's so good, man. This is how I learned giving. This is why I learned to make sure that I was being a blessing to those around me, to those who are ministering to me, those who are sowing into my life daily, those, you know, I always think, number one, 
your tithe goes to where you're getting fed. And if that's not your local church, I'm going to question why you're at a local church where you're not getting, like, you, I really believe you need to have somewhat of a relationship with your church. Um, I do believe that. Now, that's up to you because the pastor is not going to call. If you're in a church of 5,000, you're probably not going to have a, a relationship with your pastor. But you better have a relationship, <coughs> a relationship with somebody in some level of authority so you're not forgotten, you know? And I, it's just so good. Look, the marks of an apostle, the marks of ministry even to the prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, is something that you don't really desire, but you know is necessary. You know that preaching the gospel comes with a cost in this lifetime, becomes a reward in that lifetime. And you get some of that reward here. The satisfaction of seeing people get their breakthrough, get their healing, get their ministry. That's my greatest joy. That's my greatest thing. That's why I do what I do. That's why you need to do what you do. That's why you need to be, um, God needs all people on deck, so to speak. You know, we used to have a saying in the Navy, you know, all hands on deck. You know, general quarters, general quarters, all hands on deck. Set, set general quarters zebra, which meant... Every door had to be shut. and Everyone had to be in his battle station. Everyone had to be where he could defend the ship. As an air traffic controller, that meant being up there because I had to do flight ops. But, uh, you know, it, it just meant everyone on deck. Everyone get yourself in battle stations. You know, and a lot of times, you know, the church is, doesn't realize they're in a battle. They don't realize they're in a war. And we're in a very, very... Uh, steep war. Not against, look at Jesus is not at war with the devil. We are at war with the devil. Jesus is already victorious. We are, we are warring from a place of victory. We are warring from a place of authority. We're not warring to obtain it. We're not a warring to get authority. We got authority in his name and we're warring from we're the soldiers sent forth to, as he's conquering, to to literally uh, occupy the land until he comes. Amen? Amen. Look, the mark of ministry is, I, I, a lot of people start out in ministry and they take a mark and they're like, I don't like this. I know. Look, I've been shot, been ripped off by two ministers. I've been defamed in my own city. I've been lied about. I've been, you know, and the Lord, you know, I've helped ministers recover and those two are the ones who ripped me off. Help them get back on their feet. Help them learn the kingdom. Help them reestablish their ministries, only to have them rip me off. One of them literally lied about me, said we didn't pay them, and we actually paid them more money, and then found out six months later that they were cutting checks and no accountability with the other, you know, we didn't get all the, it's just not good. I've had people say they're in covenant with me, and then six months later, they're not in covenant with me. They, 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 they are in covenant. They're not in covenant. It's a tough place. It's a really, really tough place. So my, my heart for you, my goal for you, my love for you is that um, you would understand that sometimes we do suffer uh, in the body. But if you can press through, if you can... If you can press through, if you can trust the Lord, read 2 Peter chapter 1. If you can press through all these things, I'm telling you, God is raising up a mighty army. 
And yes, he's always going to have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. I don't like the idea that, oh, well, we're all going to be equal. No, you're not equal. Let me explain something. You're equal before the cross as a citizen, as a citizen of heaven, as a saint. But that doesn't mean everyone has equal authority. I don't want it because I don't like socialism. That's why I don't like that. You know, what do you mean? Well, I don't like that. Am I equal to everyone who's, in other words, like, am I equal to the person who does nothing in authority? I mean, am I limited by their? No. I, I always believe that God is the one who says, if your faith with a little more is given, and him who is not faithful, even what he has will be taken away from him. That's Jesus. So I believe in uh, expanding our authority and doing the things we need to do. I hope you have a great day. I hope you're doing well. Look for me on Locals tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'll be on Locals doing um, uh, the Song of Ascents. And then Saturday on Locals on the paid side, I'll be doing the Book of Hebrews as we'll continue our study in that. So God bless you. I love you. I really do. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.